Hello, and thanks for joining us on our podcast. This podcast is presented to you by St. Matthew's Roman Catholic Church in the beautiful village of Voorheesville, New York. Each week, we'll let you listen to the Sunday Gospel reading and the homily. We hope that this podcast allows you to stay connected to St. Matthew's when you're not able to worship in person. If you want to join us in person, we worship at 5 p.m. on Saturday evenings and 9.30 in the morning on Sundays. We hope to see you soon. God bless. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite. Remove the wooden beam from your own eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people who do not, for people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. Legend has it, I don't know if it's a true story, but it's a good one anyway. Legend has it that Michelangelo, the great sculptor and artist, uh, was asked one time, how is it that you can produce such beautiful, beautiful sculptures? And he goes, oh, it's easy, no problem. I just take this hunk of marble and I chip away all the excess marble. Well, easy for him to say he's an artist, but when we hear God say something like that as well, too, when we hear Jesus saying, get rid of all this stuff that stands between you and me, all of the put-ons, all of the shows, all of the, sometimes the things we do in order to gain attention because we may not realize that we don't need to do that. So many of the times that 
The problems that we find ourselves in are things that really are very, very superficial, the judgments that are often made because we see somebody we think we don't like because maybe they look like somebody we didn't like 10 or 20 years ago, but they still have that funny look, you know? Uh, we do this all the time. We make judgments. And of course, Jesus is warning us against these judgments. He says, you don't have to really worry about this if you believe that I have judged you as one whom I love, that I see into your heart, and that so many of the things that sometimes we hang on to, uh, not that they're not important, a reputation is a very important thing, but cultivating a reputation can be very precarious, and sometimes it is very vulnerable. And maybe that's why at times we don't always speak honestly with one another. We don't want to always put everything forward. We want to put our best foot forward. That's an, a human thing. Uh, but sometimes that gets us into trouble. Uh, because then when it turns out that we're human like everybody else, bishops can do that all the time. You know, anybody that's in, in fact, sometimes the, 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 the more prominent you become, the more you become afraid of losing that. You know, and Jesus is saying that's a bad habit to get into. The good habit really is entrusting me, and I will bring out the best in you. And he also encourages us to do that to one another as well, too. See, what he's, what he's talking about, he's, we're in the, to put this in context, this is the sermon in the plain. He's giving an address to his disciples, not only the apostles, uh, but not really the whole world, his, his chosen disciples, those that followed him. And he's giving them some lessons in how to be good disciples, you know, following the master, obviously. Uh, recognizing that we won't get there without the master's help. Uh, reminding us that sometimes all of the labels that we put on ourselves, we put on others, are not really the truth about who we are. That it's God that knows us best. God knows our true identity. And it's so much more than the way we feel today. It's so much more than the things we've done. It's so much more even than the things we haven't done, our sins. We're greater than all of that because we're called to greater than all of that. We're called to be citizens of heaven. And Jesus wants us to recognize that. He wants us to realize, first of all, we, each and every one of us is called by name, that God loves us even before we were born, even before the foundation of the world that he loves us from all eternity, that he knew that each and every one of us would exist, that each and every one of us has a tremendous purpose. We may not have figured it out yet, but God knows what it is, and God will help us to find the way. And that each and every one of us belongs to something larger than ourselves, that we do have a place where we fit in, in this body of Christ called the church, and in the world to whom we take this mission. So accepting that in faith is the first step, and in doing that, can relieve us from a lot of the burdens we feel that we have to make a good impression, that we have to live up to some, some ideal that perhaps we've set for ourselves or that others have set for us, that we can be free to be human. We can be free to say, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a diamond in the rough. I'm on the way. The Lord is still chipping away at me so that he can bring out that beautiful, beautiful work that each and every one of us is. That's really what Lent is all about. An opportunity for us to let God and let go, as they say in the 12-step programs. And maybe to take a deep breath for a moment and say, now, Lord, I'm going to take these 40 days. I'm going to let you work on me. I'm going to let you work on some of those attitudes, some of those habits, some of those uh, uh, false notions that I have, some of the pretenses. 
what is disingenuous, what is not really truly who I am as a son or daughter of God. And it could be habits, it could be attitudes, it could be sins, it could be something in a relationship that's gone wrong that needs to be set right. It could be words of forgiveness that we need to ask, perhaps, from someone or from God. And it could just simply be a resolution to trust the Lord more and to let him truly be the God and Savior of our life. So Jesus prepares us to be able to become uh, more faithful disciples, more trusting in him, and less worried about what others say. There's a lot of beautiful images and analogies in the scripture today. We can go back to them if you want to go back to that part of the gospel. As I mentioned, it's, the, it's from the Gospel of Luke. It's the Sermon in the Plain. You recognize a lot of the things in that from the Gospel of Matthew when Jesus did the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, St. Luke's is a shorter version, probably because it was for a Gentile audience. There's a lot of things in Matthew that the Gentiles would not have understood. You know, Jesus going up to the mountain as the new Moses, giving the new commandment, the law, the Beatitudes, and so forth. We have the advantage of the context of the Old Testament where that we can put that in. The original listeners did not have that. So it's a leaner version, but at the same message. God loves you. God has chosen you. If you want to be my disciple, let go and let God. Let me be the center of your life. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of what anybody can call you or even what you think of yourself. God knows best. He can help us find our purpose, our identity, our place in the world, where we fit in and make all things smooth. This is a beautiful thing that Christians have discovered throughout the course of history. We don't have to keep up with the world. We don't have to keep up with the Joneses. We don't have to worry about what others think of us because we're Christians, even though at times it may be a misjudgment. We don't have to worry that we're being abandoned because God never leaves us. We are never truly alone. Jesus walks with us. And that's what we celebrate here today. There are many practices during Lent that can help us in order to grow as good disciples. And I hope that everyone follows the one that may work best for you. If you want to give up chocolate, that's fine. It's okay. Uh, if that, if that's okay. You know, if you want to observe the, the laws of fast and abstinence, they've gotten a little bit easier, you know, as in, when some of us were younger, but if that's a good thing to do. Uh, staying for meat on Friday, which is what's prescribed. Uh, but there's one, and you can give alms. That's another thing, too. It's a time for giving alms. We can say extra prayer. But there's one practice I would recommend, if you possibly can. If you can find an opportunity to attend Mass, perhaps if not daily, at least more frequently, even during the week, there is no action, there's no sacrament that brings us more intimately in context, in contact with the real Jesus than the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We have here his real presence. Jesus identified with this Eucharistic action when he said, this is my body, this is my blood. And why can we be sure of that? Well, first of all, God has such a passion to have an intimate relationship with us. So he would not lie about the most important thing to him. There's nothing more important in the life of Jesus than that he feed us with himself. He loves us so much. So that's why he wants to give us, in the most intimate way, his own very self, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's actually more about him than us. It's God's thirst for our souls. 
God who made each and every one of us in his own image and likeness, who loves us to death, literally, would have died for you or me if you were the only person in the world. It's this God full of love, personally, for you and me, that wants to give himself to us. And he did it in the best way that he possibly could. And yet in the simplest, most non-threatening way that no one can say is intimidating, in the form of food, bread and wine, that becomes his body and blood. He wants nothing more than to know that he desires to be with us, in us, throughout our lives and beyond. It's a little foretaste of heaven, as some saints have observed, an opportunity for us to begin to live heaven on earth, which is what the Beatitudes counsel us to do, to live on earth as if we were already in heaven, to be people of love, forgiveness, kindness, gentleness, and of peace. Lord knows this is exactly what the world is looking for and may not know always how to receive it. We have the good fortune of knowing the one who can give it, Jesus Christ, our Lord.